Hello, everybody, and welcome to your favorite podcast, um, formerly known as Horrid History. We are Horrid History No More. We are rebranding, and our new name is Drumroll, please. Hellbound History. Ooh, check it out, guys. Ah, uh, genius name because we are a podcast where we talk about people who should go to hell in hell-like situations so welcome back to hell ladies and gents It's burning, baby. But if you're missing those old Horde History episodes and you have some favorites that you like to re-listen to, I have those in my other shows that I listen to where I will like re-listen to the episode just because it's soothing. I don't know. Like- okay, yeah. So you like the content, so mm-hmm. you want to give it a re-listen. I gotcha. But yeah, so those episodes are going to be on Stitcher, right, Jordan? Yes, yes. So we plan on putting them on Stitcher. So whenever you're listening to this, uh, it may be up already or not, but we're going to have- We're working on it. Yes, we're working on it. So we're going to have all those old episodes so you guys can actually go to Stitcher.com and take a listen to those very fun see that's like yeah a little i mean treat. there's uh yeah so there, there are some fun episodes and some fun jokes and stuff like that but with our rebranding we just kind of have to start fresh and we're starting fresh with our loyal fan base and we're so excited to bring this new chapter on but we're going to do a quick introduction because i feel like everybody needs to get to know their uh, hell bound history hosts so take it away. Introduce yourself. Who are you? Hey, guys. I'm Jordan Everett, and I am a bit of a nerd when it comes to history. I fangirl over historical people. And ladies and gentlemen, my other co-host over here is Jordan Delaney. Oh, my God. It's me. Hello. What a lovely introduction. And I bet some of you guys are listening and kind of just went, wait. Jordan? Jordan. Both of these podcast bitches are named Jordan. They have the same name. They have the same name. We have the same name. We sure do. Yep, we do. And that is why I go by Lainey so we don't confuse you. Plus, you know, I'm just not a fan of the name Jordan for myself. I see other people named Jordan. I'm like, you're a cute Jordan. Jordan's a cute name. But then when I look in the mirror and I'm like, Jordan, I'm like, Ew, disgusting. Oh. Not for me. I don't identify. <laughs> I take that like as a half compliment. <laughs> no, like I think Jordan's such a cute, like it's like a cute name. I like you know it with I mean? a Y. I have it with uh, yeah, an A. See, with the Y. Yeah, the A. Jordan's a boy name. With a Y, they're like cute girl name. Right. But this isn't the Jordan and Jordan podcast. This is your podcast, Hellbound History. And uh, with that, I think we should get into our first topic of hellbound history what do you think i'm so excited i'm ready to hear this so this is a suggestion that we had slide into our dms a couple weeks back one of our listeners uh miss kendra at kenna fly she sent the suggestion in and i thought it was absolutely brilliant and i can't believe that i didn't think about this because i'm all about the freak show stuff she really is like yeah we've had conversations about it 
mm-hmm, and I don't know why I did not think to do the story. And so if that gives you any kind of teaser as to what we're talking about, we are talking about the one and only Lobster Boy Ooh. and the Lobster Family. So that whole situation with the lobster people, that's what we're talking about. And I'm so stoked. And I had no idea that all of this happened. You know, we kind of just see, you know, just the overview, you know what I mean? And so it's cool to actually dive into it, but we'll get started. And before we can get started on the whole history and the whole story, we have to know about something called ectrodactyly. Have we heard of ectrodactyly before? I'm going to say it's no. No, but it sounds kind of cool. Okay. Well, so ectrodactyly is actually a rare congenital deformity, which makes uh, the hands look like lobster claws. Mm -hmm. And so the middle fingers are either completely missing or they are seemingly fused to the thumb and the pinky. So uh, Star Trek fingers, basically that whole middle finger just Mm kind of goes bye-bye. And then the pinky and the ring finger are fused together. And then the pointer finger and the thumb are also fused together. Um, so it can either be like that or the middle finger, instead of going away completely is fused to, to either side. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. And then, um, this is, I believe a recessive gene. Mm -hmm. So if someone who had extradactyly, uh, reproduced with someone who didn't, their child could or could not have the same deformity. But I believe that their child, whether or not they had the deformity, wouldn't matter because they could still have their child have ectrodactyly, even though they didn't, but their grandparents did, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it would like skip generations. and Yeah. So it could still be in the genes. You're born with it. You're you're not born with it. It's but it's still there in like the bloodline, you know? Okay. Um, so any other family would basically have viewed this condition as a handicap. However, for the Stileses, they saw this deformity as a business opportunity. So beginning in the 1840s, the Stiles family grew and produced uh, more offspring that were born with the same unusual hands and feet. So they kept reproducing because they wanted to build basically their their circus act. So, uh, Yeah. So the Stiles family, they had a long history of ectrodactyly, and the deformity um, did not skip uh, one of the family members, a Grady F. Stiles Sr. Stiles Sr. was actually the one who capitalized on his deformity and was a sideshow attraction in a traveling carnival. And in 1937, Stiles Sr. and his wife, Edna, gave birth to... um, a son, and his name was Grady Franklin Stiles Jr. And he was also born with ectrodactyly. It's a lobster family. So it's cute. It's a lobster family, right? So they end up developing a whole circus and they dub themselves the Lobster Family. So throughout the 20th century, the Stiles family was a carnival staple, like throughout the 20th century. So you associate lobster family with carnivals, carnivals with lobster family. But unfortunately, the lobster family would go on to be known for much more than just a circus act as a morbid reputation was to become their fate. Mm. So we go back to Grady Sr. and his wife, Edna. So they had multiple children. And like I said, it included Grady Jr. He basically ended up joining the act at the age of seven. 
So Grady Jr., he had a more severe case of extradactyly. So not only were his hands in the claw-like shape, but his feet as well. Oh, that probably prevented him from walking. Oh, for sure. So he he literally could not walk. So uh, Grady um, became the star of the circus because he had this like extra mutation. And so it's like, oh, they have lobster hands, but get a load of this guy. He has lobster hands and lobster feet. feet you know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. So, but because he obviously couldn't use his feet, he was uh, unable to walk. So he got around by sometimes using a wheelchair, uh, but mostly he used his hands and arms like, and used his upper body strength to like drag him and pull himself around that so this takes. man was strong yeah you have to be absolutely and so um because of this he developed substantial upper body strength that when combined with his bad temper and alcoholism made him extremely dangerous to others oh yeah so throughout his childhood um styles and his whole family they toured with the carnival circuit uh they so Basically, what's really popular for people in carnivals is they travel the travel the circuit and then in the off season, they go to like Florida. And so the Styles family did just that. And they went to uh, Gibbs, Gibsonton, Florida uh, with all the other carnies, carnies, quote carnies. I don't I don't even know if that's do they call them that anymore or is that an outdated term? It's I think just that's like this. outdated. I don't think. OK, it's just in this source. So I, I don't want to like, you know, so. Interesting. But yeah, so the family did pretty well. They made anywhere between $50,000 to $8,000 per season. I don't know if that's converted into today's money or money for back then. Either way, it's still it's still a pretty decent amount of money. I'm going to say that that's going to be in today's money. And also, it was kind of easy work for them because unlike a lot of the other freak show acts, they didn't have to actually subject themselves to anything more than just the stairs since the family didn't do any like tricks. They weren't trapeze artists. They weren't like handling animals. So they were just, okay. They were just a, they were just like a, like a show, a they visual. Were, they were basically kind of controlling how their act was. It's like, I'm not going to let you make me do these like demeaning no, acts. They, no, no, no. They like, all that they were was just like basically an art exhibit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Cause so, like, yeah, I, they didn't need to do, they didn't need to do all these acts. They can just, they literally just would stand there. Yeah. And people would just observe them. That's brilliant. Exactly. You want to pay and, money to stare at me, Lainey? No, I'm good. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'll pay you $1. Yay. I think that's a very good offer. I think you should, I think you should accept that offer. Any amount I appreciate. Thanks. <laughs> So Grady did not let his mutations and disability stop him, stop him from finding love. Aww. So so Grady Jr., he met uh, a woman named Mary Teresa. Um, she was a girl who ran away to join the circus as a teenager, despite not having any mutations or tricks up her sleeve. So she basically just worked for the circus. She wasn't a part of an act. She was basically just a staff worker. Oh, okay. But she quickly fell in love with Grady, leading them to get married and having two children together. And to carry on the family legacy, the children who possessed ectrodactyly were introduced into the family act. So 
as the children grew up, Grady started to heavily drink, which then made him a very aggressive man. His substance abuse, anger, and incredible upper body strength all combined to lead him to beat his wife and children. Mary would wake up with Grady on top of her, and then he would use his like hands to choke her. And it just is kind of eerie because those hands look exactly like they are designed to cho- choke somebody. Oh you know what I mean? They're goodness. in the perfect shape. Yeah, so it's just it's just a very like interesting tidbit, but... And this abuse lasted for years until in one of their fights, Grady Jr. actually ripped out Mary's IUD with his <gasps> bare hands. Yeah. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mary divorced Grady and and she actually ended up marrying another circus performer. I think it was like the world's smallest man or something like that. But she went on to like marry a, another another act. So uh, Grady also remarried as well, and he ended up having a couple more children, but Grady controlled the lives of his children. So in just one instance in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in 1978, his eldest daughter, uh, Donna, she was one that did not have the deformity, but she got engaged and her, uh, her father made it very clear that he did not like her future husband and he basically told her that he was going to kill him. And so the day before the wedding, it's kind of unclear what exactly happened, but either Styles went to see his daughter's fiance at his home or he invited the young man over under the guise of like giving him his blessing for the wedding because it was like the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all we do know for certain is that Donna's fiance was shot with Styles's shotgun and killed in cold blood. And then when he was found, he basically told his daughter, like, I told you I was going to kill him. Oh, my mouth is just dropped. I did not expect this. Whoa. That's insane. It gets gets, uh, a little little worse. Um, But Grady confessed to the murder and he absolutely had zero remorse. Um, But he pointed out that due to his cirrhosis of the liver and emphysema um, that he obtained from smoking 60 Pall Mall cigarettes a day, um, on top with his deformity, he would need accommodations that the state prisons could not provide. So the state basically was like, he has a point. Uh, he does have a point. We don't have any accommodations for this man. And so they had no counter argument whatsoever to Grady's claim. And so the state convicted him of third degree murder. And sentenced him to only house arrest and 15 years probation. And many call it basically a, quote, sympathy verdict, unquote. I hate that. I mean, yes, like, he's you right. need accommodations. But, like, someone's, like, life got taken from them because you didn't like them. You're, you lev- you're leveraging something. Yeah, and, and you I just don't... get to go home, like... No matter what your disability is, like you deserve to be treated like everybody else, right? Yeah. And if you killed somebody, like you should suffer the same consequences as someone who doesn't have the disability you do, exactly. right? Yeah. Unless no. like you're mentally ill, you know, like obviously there are those in those situations, but it just seems like this guy so far is a an asshat, you know He's what a I jerk. mean? For the lack of a better term, I apologize, but that's just what he is. 
so Lobster Boy had by this time uh, divorced his first wife, remarried another woman, had two more children, and then he proceeded to subject them into his drunken rampages. And then eventually his second wife divorced him as well. So clearly he can keep a woman. Clearly by his history. (laughs) So because he basically got away with murder, uh, it was only natural for Grady to think he was invincible. Right now he is above the law, you know? Ew. So in yeah, so in 1989, uh, Grady actually stopped drinking for a while, and he actually remarried his first wife, uh, Mary Teresa. Unfortunately, Grady couldn't keep away from the booze, and the drinking and abuse started soon after, uh, much worse than before, which is quite common. So Mary Teresa, I don't know if it's Mary Teresa or Mary Teresa, but um, sounds like so, Teresa. Yeah, so Mary and the family decided basically enough was enough and they had to act as they couldn't trust the justice system, obviously, to handle the situation, you know. Yeah. The beatings and the threats from Grady were just getting progressively worse and the finally, like, just met their breaking point. They couldn't do it anymore. So Mary and her son from uh, the previous marriage, his name is Harry Glenn Newman Jr., but we'll call him Harry. Uh, so her and her son, Harry, they went to their 17-year-old neighbor and a sideshow performer named Chris Wyant to hire him to kill Styles for them for $300. Some places say it was $1,500, but I'm going to say it's $300 then money time and $1,500 our money time which is a very little amount of money regardless yeah for someone's life it's a a very sad sad amount it has a Um, sad sticker mm -hmm. so harry glenn and mary conceived the plan in one night um wyant took a point 32 colt automatic he had a friend purchase for him and he snuck it into styles's trailer uh, Styles was sitting watching television while sipping on an iced tea, and Wyatt shot him dead at point blank range, <laughs> killing him instantly. During the trial, not one of them denied that they had intended to kill Grady, so they were all pretty much like, "Yep, well, we—that's what we wanted to do. We wanted—we wanted to kill him. He was a bad man." Um, Mary's testimony stood by the claim that she tried to save her children from the abuse. During the trial, she spoke uh, about the abuse history and she told the court, um, my husband was going to kill my family. I believe that from the bottom of my heart. And Kathy, another one of Grady's daughters, uh, who also did not have the deformity, um, she also testified against Grady as well. Basically, as like a character witness, I would assume, you know, Mm -hmm. just being like, yeah, he was a psychopath and my family probably actually did fear for their life you yeah know? like there's clear evidence and i am here now telling you it yeah so like they acted in like actual fear you know mm-hmm. so mary and her son harry again who was from the previous marriage so not from uh not from styles and the neighbor wyant they were all three found guilty so chris wyant got 27 years in prison And then Mary tried to get her son, Harry, to take the plea bargain, but he ended up refusing, which led him to being sentenced to life in prison. Mary herself got 12 years in prison. And another article, it said that it was 43 years for conspiracy to commit murder, but different websites say different things. And then I believe that she tried to appeal 
the case and uh she was she was denied an appeal and uh because grady was just so loved by his whole community just kidding he was so disliked by the whole community and not by just the members of his family the funeral home actually could not find anyone to be a pallbearer yeah and roughly only 10 people came to his funeral oh yikes oh yikes Mm -hmm. oh that happens to the people yeah that's so sad it yeah that's like really sad yeah imagine like no one like absolutely no one wants to like a be at your funeral or b just be a pallbearer that's That's a sad life you know i you have to feel for people like that because obviously they are just filled with so much mean all you can do is wish them peace yeah you're right Mm -hmm. Uh, grady styles the third um so he is a son from grady's other random marriage in between the two times that he married mary so this is not mary's son if that is this making any sense i feel like this is a big family tree does so he has five kids now so i i don't remember the exact number of kids that he had but this is so remember he was married who's married three times yes. two with mary and then one with the random other mm-hmm. wife mm-hmm. this is him and the random other wife's son got together. it okay yeah. so it's three kids technically i i think there's more than that There has to be more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. So, so Grady Stiles III, he had an interview with HuffPost and talked about what his father was like in an interview. Uh, So he is quoted saying that his father was a racist and abusive. And when he would cry, um, his father would tell his son that he would give him a reason to cry. My mom said that to me all the time. Yeah. I hear my parents and my <laughs> echoes of my mind. Right. It's like, I'll give you something to cry about. It's like, okay. And that's not a very nice thing to say. So please don't say that to your kid. It creates people with no emotions. Oh, gosh. But um, he also shared that his father would like swat at and even headbutt people. <laughs> so he was just very physically abusive. It was just you um, hang out with him and he just swat and I, headbutt you? Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't but hang he out also, with him. <laughs> no, I would definitely not. Definitely not invited to the wedding. Um, So he actually has like a different claim of what actually happened that night. Interesting. So he says that that's not how things actually went down. So he says that uh, according to him, his stepmother, Mary and father, they were arguing. Um, Mary had said something needs to be done. And Mary's son, Harry overheard this and went to the neighbor, Chris and repeated those words. Uh, Shortly after this happened, uh, Stiles smoked a cigarette while watching television on his sofa chris entered the home with a semi-automatic pistol and shot uh styles in the head twice killing him so styles the third he says my brother thought that meant scaring him or beating my dad up or something to make him realize that he was going to lose his family a little while later my dad was shot so basically it was like a like a misunderstanding, I guess. Oh. That's his story. I guess we won't there's three truths. There's your truth, my truth, and the actual truth. Yeah. We'll never know the actual truth. Um, but he concluded the interview uh 
saying that he still had one thing he wishes he could say to his father, and that was, thank you for showing me who not to be, and maybe you can appreciate who I became because of that. He said, you are a drunken bastard, but you were my dad. Whoa. And I think that's actually a pretty, a pretty sweet quote, you mm-hmm. know? Like, thank you for showing me who not to be, and maybe you can appreciate who I became because of that. Like you, it's your dad. You're like he's like I don't hold any hard feelings. Like you, uh, by being so awful, you pushed me in the completely different way, and to be like a good person because I didn't want to end up like you. So that forced me to be a good person. It's bittersweet, you know. Yeah, but I think that was a, a like a pretty pretty awesome quote but yeah no uh yeah so we talked about so before this did you know of any lobster boy stories have you seen it before anything like that i i have seen evan peter's rendition i think of lobster boy okay Yes. So Evan Peters played Jimmy Darling, um, a.k.a. Lobster Boy, an American horror story freak show, which I believe is season four. Mm-hmm. So he uh, he plays a very handsome, very, very handsome lobster boy. Um, but yeah, so he is referenced there. He's also referenced in an episode of True Hollywood Story made by E! Entertainment episode based on the case titled The Murder of Lobster Boy. A&E Network also made a City Confidential episode based on the case called Gibsonton, The Last Side Show, which was that town that they would visit uh, in Florida, like in the off-season. Um, Styles' likeness also appears on the album cover for Silver Chair's Freak Show. A person like Grady going by the name of Lobster Boy appears in a Deadpool comic. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, John Strom, Strom, I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, but he wrote Ballad of Lobster Boy inspired by Grady and recorded the song for his 1999 album Vestavia. In American history comedy podcast, The Dollop, they did an episode in 2014 also discussing Grady Styles. And then now your favorite podcast, Hellbound History, is doing an episode on Lobster Boy, Grady Styles Jr. in 2021 as their first official episode of the new branding. And we've come full circle. Ooh. Oh, wow. That was a really good one. Yeah. Uh, I talk very fast. That is something that I'm going to be working on in the near future. So please be patient with me. Yeah. But there wasn't incredibly a lot of research. I went to multiple... Uh, multiple websites. I watched a couple YouTube videos and they kind of all just said the same thing. Mm-hmm. So if you know any information like additionally about Lobster Boy or any connections to Lobster Boy, like let us know. Um, but again, I want to give a huge shout out and a huge thanks to Kendra for suggesting this. I'm definitely probably going to go in a freak show uh rabbit hole here pretty soon you've opened pandora's box you sure have because i don't know just freak show stuff is so interesting to me like the mutation and how your bodies can do that it's just amazing to me mm-hmm. but with that being said i guess this wraps up our first episode so exciting so much fun so if you're still listening keep listening we appreciate you we absolutely and do 
I guess we'll see you back in hell next week. All right. Bye. Bye.